don't think do don't think do don't think do don't think about it just do it i'm having a creative block right now i've uh, tried to do a take of this podcast already i've been sat here for about 40 minutes and i do not know what to do a podcast about but we're not going to think about it we're just going to do it i have no plan for this podcast i don't know what direction to go within it uh but let's just fucking get it and do it and make it into something great what is happening boys and girls how's it going Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is the third installment in Storytime with Mo. And I do not have a plan for this podcast. I don't know what I'm going to record. I don't know what I'm going to speak about. But if you're listening to this, it means that we thought of something excellent and the podcast was fucking amazing. And uh, it was great and it was all good. And you will see the title right now. So who knows what it's going to say. But basically, we're just going to go off and talk about some stuff straight from the heart, see what happens. I had some suggestions from you guys. I had some really good ones on Snapchat. And unfortunately, I accidentally deleted them all. So I'm a bit I'm a bit resentful about that a bit pissed off. But shit happens and we'll make, we'll talk about something even better and just see where it goes. After the first two episodes I did of these, the feedback has been crazy. Once again, you guys didn't disappoint me and you literally blew up my Instagram DMs. I got so many messages about a podcast, so many people sharing it. I was like, holy shit, we're going to have to make this a regular thing. Whether you like it or not, Mo, you're going to have to do one of these a week at least. So we are well and truly underway. The podcast, we started it. um, And yeah, here, here we go. I'm just rounding on, talking about shit. Don't think, do. Don't think do. That could be the name of the podcast, Don't Think Do. And I want to talk about then, going on the subject of Don't Think Do. If you watch my last YouTube video, it's about doing a backflip for the first time. And backflips in the video, I say that backflips have been the bane of my life. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I've never been able to do it. And it's not a physical thing that's stopping me. They're actually incredibly easy when you can do them. But it is purely a mental block. And I have this awareness, and I'm aware that it is a mental block that's stopping me from doing it. And there is nothing else, no physical reason, nothing at all that stops me from doing it other than this, like, own, my own fear and my own, like, self-fabricated, completely made up reasons not to do it, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. I can even justify it in my head. I can even break it down and be like aware that there's no reasons not to do this, that it's just like this made up thing in my head and being a massive pussy. Yet I still couldn't backflip. I still couldn't do it. And nothing eats me more, eats me up more inside than regret, than knowing that I, I failed because I wasn't mentally strong enough, knowing that I failed because I quit, because I wasn't willing to try, because I was too scared. Nothing eats me up and tears me up inside more than that. And that's been my life of backflips. Like I've wanted to do them ever since I was a little kid. We had a trampoline. I remember my dad trying to teach me them, trying to throw me, and I was just too much of a pussy, too scared. The closest I've got to them was recently. I uh, was in Sardinia, end of last year. I did one off the side of the boat and kind of like got it off the side of an inflatable boat. And I went to do another one. I landed flat flat on my face. I didn't jump out. I just jumped up and landed flat on my face in the boat. But luckily it was soft and inflatable and I was fine. But it like really shook me up and kind of put this fear back in me of doing them. So I've never got them. Long story short, uh, I basically in this video, I just went and sent it off a cliff. I just went and jumped off like a 15 foot cliff, 15 foot ledge into the sea. And I was stood there. I was hesitating for ages. I was just talking shit, coming up with all these excuses. And at the end, and the, the way I did it at the end of the day was like, I'll try and, I'll try and go and do it. I'll go to do the backflip. I'd set up for it and I'd go to jump and 
I just couldn't physically do it. Like my body would not let me do it. It was like there was a physical wall. I've never felt this so strongly in my life. Like there's a physical wall in the way stopping me, like some override function in my brain that was like, yeah, Mo, no, I don't care how much you want to do this. You are not doing it. You're staying here because if you do it, you're going to die. And I could not do it. It was all well and good. I was thinking about doing it. But I couldn't fucking sell myself off this cliff and I was getting so frustrated. And Alex was like, okay, we'll just come back another time and you can do it. But I, but I know there won't be another time. I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't come back and do it another time. Sure, I could try and do it again, but the same thing would happen. It was like now or fucking never. And I started to get this like anxiety and this like anger built up inside me about me like envisioning going home and this regret that I'm going to have when I didn't do it because I was too scared to do it. And it got to a point where I was like, Okay, the pain of completely flopping this, the pain of pain of absolutely fucking myself up is going to be less than the pain of me having to walk home with this disappointment in myself, knowing that I am an absolute failure. Like I preach all this stuff about fear and about being scared and I can't even do a backflip or bring myself to jump backwards off a ledge and I was like right you're fucking doing it now like I literally I was convinced I was gonna die I was like okay well if I if I die at least I'm gonna at least I won't have this massive regret inside me walked away from a ledge ran, ran away from a ledge and started envisioning it I started getting myself in the position away from a ledge I stood up I jumped backwards not on the ledge like on the ground and being like okay this is what you're gonna do you're basically just going through it in your head and then without thinking didn't think walked up to the ledge really quickly, didn't even hesitate, have a time to stop and let my brain process it. I just went and jumped backwards. I did it and I was fine and that was it. And it's like this thing that Alex always says to me and that's don't think, do. Don't think, do. Be it speaking to girls. So that's a big one. When, he, when I'm like, I want like, I used to be like, dude, like how how the fuck can you just go up and chat to someone like that and just get their number, like completely cold approach someone in the street or like go out on your own or just be so, so good at chatting to people and just have this like fearlessness. And he was like, he's, he's always like to me, don't think, do. Just don't think, do. And you've just got to not overthink things. You don't think about what you're going to say. You don't think about, don't think about like what could go wrong. Just don't think about it. Just kind of go in obliviously. Obviously with the backflip, you want to visualize it and stuff to get past that fear, but don't overthink it. Don't process it on the ledge too much. Just walk up to it and just fucking do it. And the thing that, that I've learned from this and skydiving and all the other stuff I do is that your worst fears and the things that you are absolutely petrified of quite often aren't that bad. And it's this, this regret, the feeling of regret. And that is the true failure, which is a million times worse than this perceived failure that you think this thing that you think is failure or this thing that you perceive as failure failure which is um which is like doing it and not succeeding so let's say i backflipped and landed flat on my back it would have would have stung a little bit but I, it wouldn't have been the end of the world and so so i did the backflip and i got up and i did it again i did it again i did it again and then i started to realize that yeah this is this is fine what was all the fuss about and i knew i knew it was like that i knew i, I knew it was going to be easy i knew that i was going to be like i'm an idiot what was all the fuss about and it just becomes this thing like where you just have to, you just have to not think about it. You just have to like face this fucking fear and anxiety is building up head on and just like break through the wall. Then once you've broken through the wall, the wall's like gone and it's easy to do. It's what skydiving taught me. All the most, all the most rewarding things in my life have been the most scariest. Skydiving, I was petrified of the heights. First one I did, I jumped out of the plane. I was doing a tandem, so I scrapped someone else. I left the plane, left the aircraft, and the moment I left the aircraft, I. Felt like I was going to die. My body was like, Mo, you are about to fucking die. This is the end of your life. 
goodbye. And I felt sick. I thought I was going to pass out. I did not enjoy it. I did not experience this like moment, this moment of euphoria that everyone speaks about. And like, this is the best thing ever. I fucking hated it. Got to the ground and I felt so sick and like dizzy. I didn't even like, I couldn't even stand up. And I was like, I have to do this on my own next. Like the next jump I was doing was a solo. So you just jump out of the plane with your own parachute by yourself effectively. And I was like, oh my fucking, I was absolutely dreading it. Jumped out. I did it. I did it. I didn't die. I was all right. It wasn't too bad. It was fucking petrifying, but I didn't pass out. I managed to hold it together. I was all right. Then I still then did, had the next one. I couldn't even drop out the course because I paid for it all before. I paid for a skydiving course having never gone skydiving. <laughs> did the second one and it was horrible. It was disgusting. But it was also like felt kind of like rewarding on the ground. Did the third one, disgusting, scary, and it starts to get like a little bit better. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. By the time on my ten jump, the the fear has like all but subsided. Sure, I still get like a big adrenaline rush standing on the aircraft door, and there's like that moment, like brief moment, where you're like. <gasps> as you as you go to step out and as you leave the aircraft but then once you're out it's just pure fucking bliss pure pure fucking euphoria you've got you've broken that initial wall by that you've you had up before you'd first done it and then you've done it a couple of times and you gain this confidence and it's such a it's the most pure rewarding feeling like breaking through this wall of fear like that and not thinking about something just doing it and becoming good at it and becoming like used to that fear you it, things like that things that scare you the most if you if you approach them head on there's two types of people you can either approach these things head on and overcome them and learn to love them and you'll absolutely get like the most rewarding most fucking funnest most happiest happiest rewarding times from these experiences you can learn to love them and you can approach them head on and you, it might be something that absolutely scared you or you can continue to shy away from it and you can ignore it and you can live in this like mentality of fear and then it can keep being this horrible scary thing that you just choose not to address and choose to ignore forever like that's, that's, that's a bit like a backflip for me or you can approach your head on and let it become this incredibly rewarding beautiful thing that really like benefits your life and um that is kind of that don't think, just do attitude is like what I want to bring to a lot of things. It, it transfers to so much in life. Anything that scares you. I read something in a book the other day. I think it's High Performance Habits. And it said that if your future self, let's say yourself that's 10 years, 10 to 15 years older, 10 to 15 years wider, 10 to 15 years more experienced of life, they're killing it in business, they're, they're smashing it, whatever you want to do, they are like the champ at, they are great at it. If your future self came knocking on your door and they asked you about, or you you ask them about a decision that you've got on your mind right now or you ask them should I do this should I do that are they going to be like play it safe are they going to tell you to play it safe are they going to tell you like not to not to take the risk not to invest the money not to do this like risky scary thing or are they going to be like yes you should fucking do that you should take that gamble you should just go for it you should just full send it just don't think do make that investment, go for that job, quit that job that you've currently got, whatever it is, they are going to tell you to do the thing that deep down you know that you want to do. And that is the scariest thing quite often. I think that's very relevant for, for a lot of things, especially especially when referring to referring to a backflip. Okay, so get this podcast rolling. Don't think do. Don't think do. How can we lead on from that? I have no plan for this. I just kind of get off the back. I feel like I can radiate better energy and make it a bit more a bit more interesting and more natural for you guys. This podcast, right? I, I did a poll about 20 minutes ago being like, yo, what should I do this podcast on? I got loads of answers and a lot of them was on, what, what, a lot of the answers were on drum and bass and music production and festivals and other things. 
if you guys want me to do one of that, I will do it. Let me know. But I kind of feel like this is more of a more of me providing you with value and me just chatting and sharing my experiences and giving some like some my my take on life and my own life experiences is much more value than fest it's much more valuable than going to festivals and music and uh music production and other things that I'm interested in. But if you want me to do it, I'll happily talk about it. But I feel like that could be more fitting for the RET podcast. We've got a podcast on real evolution training. It's not like a regular thing, but we've done a few of them. And basically it's more like of a casual rather than like fucking me providing you guys with like straight up value and energy and facts and being this mindset. I find I have like people have different versions of themselves depending on who you're with. You have this version of yourself around your grandparents or maybe around your girlfriend's parents, like where you're like this nice, nice little boy. You have this version of yourself where you're around your friends. You have this version of yourself where you're around your your partner. And um, I find that there's like two versions of myself. I have this version of myself for like now where I'm speaking to you guys, where I'm in this mindset of giving value. I want to provide. I want to give, 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 give. I want to actually give energy. I want to I want to provide this value. And then I'm in this other where I'm really energetic. I'm really like in this like high vibrational like energy state. I'm ready to fucking go and give. Or I'm in this like more chilled around my friends, like relaxed, less energy, not so full on, just kind of a bit more reserved. And I can't be like in that energetic state all the time where I just fucking crash and burn out. And I find this podcast is like more about giving the energy and providing you guys with that value versus me me being in that like more relaxed state with my mates where I'm maybe messing around like chilling about chilling out a bit not like really over not consciously thinking about how, what value am I giving people just relaxing and I feel like the RET podcast on real evolution training is kind of more like that and this one's kind of like yeah let's fucking let's fucking go and smash it let's do a metaphorical slug of cocaine off my desk in the morning and get you guys fucking amped up mate anyhow okay so let me go back to the page in my book where I wrote down a few things that I could speak about in this video. And one of the things I want to go in this video, in this podcast, one of the things I want to talk, talk about, one of the one of the people, one of the main questions that I was asked was forming habits, forming habits, forming routines. And what is your current morning routine? What does your habit looks look like? And how do I form new habits? Number one way to form new habits is by linking them to old habits. Things that you currently do, link your new habits to that. So for example, if I brush my teeth in the morning uh, and I want to start taking multivitamins, I'll be like, okay, I'll take my multivitamins straight after I brush my teeth. And then you get into this habit and you you just go through the motion. You build up this muscle memory, you just do it automatically. My current morning routine is looking like I wake up about 6.30, wake up at 6.30, get up, I have a cold shower, horrible at first, but like best way to wake up, have a cold shower, I then get up, I go for a walk, I listen to a podcast, as the sun is rising, there's this saying that's never let the sun catch you sleeping and I completely agree with it. I think getting up as the sun is waking up is like how we as humans are meant to wake up and it's such a great natural way to start your day and you feel so much better in yourself so you get all that vitamin d and you slowly like wake up with the world go for a go for a walk as the sun's rising listen to a podcast come home read a chapter or a certain amount of pages of a book that i'm currently reading meditate and then I write three things down that I'm grateful for in my journey. Look at my planner. I've planned my day out the day before. Look at the things I have to do. And then basically just go through a list and check them off throughout the day. And I have in my, in my like the way that I journal and the way that I plan things, if I have three essential tasks, I have three things I have to get done throughout the day. 
uh, a series of residual tasks. So that things that that's like miscellaneous things, things that like might need to get done, or if I have time to do, I can do those, but they're not as important as the essential tasks. And then I have three health tasks as well. Leading on from leading on from routines and habit forming is like the, if you want to start anything new or if you want to do anything new, start the best way to start is by setting an alarm and getting up early. Getting up early is the best way to start a day. And regardless of whether you're like a morning person or you're or a nighttime person, I'm naturally very creative at night. I think that getting up early, getting up in the morning as the sun is coming up is a fucking great way to start the day. Like you don't you don't hear about uh, it's very rare that you hear about these depressed people that are up at 5:30, getting up early, starting work in the morning. It's always getting out of bed at like 12, 1 o'clock, you know, that whole like associated association with like the stoner that doesn't do anything with their life. Like when I've been depressed, when I've been miserable, I get up late. I just have no will to get up late. And getting up early, it's an easy way to get a victory, easy way to secure like that first victory of the day. So get up and read and do that. And leading on from leading on from this habit forming thing is reading. I want to stress the importance of reading and how how important it is that I think that everyone, everyone should be reading things that educate them and like give them some new information, build them up as people, bring them higher and just like grow, grow your mindset. At the end of the end of the day, like we're, our bodies are like, our bodies are like cars, but the only difference is, is that our bodies and minds are like cars. But the only difference is that we, rather than buying like a really nice car or a nice Ferrari, the way that you get like a better, a better mind or a better body is by what you put in it. It's by like reading. If it's, if we consider the, if you consider your mind, the way you expand your mind, expand your knowledge is by reading, is by learning about things, by taking online classes. And there's so many people that are just so obnoxious to this, like this process of, process of learning and they and they ignore it and they don't actually invest in themselves it's like dude like what the fuck are you doing you have so much potential you're just wasting it it's like when people are like really fat and overweight and let themselves get in this state and just have no care about getting in shape or fitness it's like bro you've literally been given this gift you've been given this like wonderful thing you've been given this like amazing mind that's able to learn things and become this like incredible person or you've been given this amazing body that can do all these incredible crazy things if you just train it and put some effort in and people don't fucking do it they neglect it they neglect their body they get fat and it's the same as the same with the mind you neglect the lot you, ne you neglect the mind and it's so important to read i am not naturally a good reader i'm a shit reader i was um when i was when i was younger obviously i taught how to read and then i just never read unless i was I, unless i had to i never read harry potter i never read like any of these books or like novels that like all the kids read or anything like that or a lot of people in my age kind of read i was one of those kids that did not read in 2019 i set myself a goal i wanted to read 12 books a year and that seems pretty i don't know if that seems easy or hard i thought it seemed kind of kind of easy 2019 read a book a month like not the end of the world it's pretty something someone in school could easily do and i failed i failed because i was lazy because i didn't form i didn't get the right habits i didn't get the right right like routine and i ultimately failed and i couldn't even read 12 books a, 12 books a year 2020 came around and i was like right okay i'm going to make a fucking difference this year i'm not going to be one of these like new year's resolutioners i'm not going to let the same thing that's happened every single year last year happen where my goals and things just slide i'm going to write them down i'm going to assess them every single month and i want to read a book a month so i started reading a book a month and i was like i started to really enjoy it and I was like, hang on a minute. Okay, uh, a book a month really isn't that impressive. I want to read a book every two weeks because that will be impressive. And I started to look into it and I started to look at these success stories and people who are like doing really, really well and people who are completely fucking transformed their life. And these people were reading a lot. They were reading like a book a week. And I was like, holy shit, that is not humanly possible. You can't do that. But then, but then I got this book and I read this thick, like 400 page book in about two weeks, not really trying. And I was like, hang on. 
okay, maybe, just maybe I'm going to be able to read a book a week. So currently I'm on this journey to reading a book a week. I've just started it a few days ago and I've got about a hundred pages to read today because I forgot to read yesterday like an absolute moron. But I'm just letting you guys know and saying it because I want to, by, by saying it, I'm making it a reality. I'm fabricating it and I'm going to be held accountable to actually reading a book a week. And it's something that I really, really want to do. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is everything. What, whatever whatever it is, whatever you're doing, you can learn it. You can learn it through books, um, upping your social skills, upping your your, your general knowledge on uh, psychology, on how people work, on understanding emotions, on like getting, being a better person. It can all be learned from books. And there is a reason that so many high, highly successful people do two things. They all have two things in common or the vast majority of them have in common. Big CEOs, people are absolutely killing it. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of these people, one, they meditate. Number two, they read a lot of books. My my friend Iman, Iman Gadzi came to mind when I was thinking about this a minute ago. And he, I, I've known him since he was like 16, probably like 15, 16 years old. He's like a couple years younger than me, three three years younger than me, maybe maybe four years younger than me. And uh, I met him when he was like this 15, 16 year old kid, still in school and uh, didn't really know, like he still li- he lived at home with his mum and like nothing, nothing special. He like seemed like a bit of a, bit of a, like there's something different about him, a bit of a weird guy, not weird in the bad way, but weird as in there was like, so there's something different about him. And I remember meeting him and he was doing like, he was PTing people. He had no idea what he was doing. He didn't have a PT qualification. He was just like basically writing people these exercise plans, right? people these programs and then like a few months later he's doing something completely different with like videography and he decided decided to become like a videographer and work with brands always doing these different things always having this like really entrepreneurial mindset and long story short basically the kid dropped out of school at like i can't remember what age he dropped out of school when he's young he dropped out of school when he's young i haven't spoken to him in a good few, i haven't spoken to him properly in a good few years because he's been doing his own thing and i've been doing my own thing and in the in the years that we haven't spoke he has fucking killed it Iman has gone from being this like it warms my heart to see how well he has done he's been give, gone from this like 15 60 year old kid in school uh writing diet plans to people to owning a fucking multi-million dollar company he's gone from working with clients with massive retainers doing marketing to to to, yeah just basically smashing it building schools in Nepal he's doing bits the guy is doing absolutely bits and fair fucking play to him and one of the things that he did one of the main things that is responsible for his transformation from what I can see from the outside is reading books he would read a book a week he would smash out reading and it's something that he really really got into and it's really like thinking about it picking things apart it's really inspired me to do more you want stuff to change you want to make a real difference in your life you have to cause disruption you have to be willing to do things that other people aren't you have to put the time and you have to put the effort in. Is it going to be enjoyable? No, it isn't always going to be enjoyable. Is it going to be? Is it going to be easy? Fuck no! Is it is going to be easy? If you want something that, if you want to go above the average, you've got to you've got to do what the average aren't willing to do. And um, Eman reading a book a week, like it just re- like I randomly had this epiphany the other day. I was like, holy fuck! Like why? I've got all this knowledge. I've got everything I could possibly want to know, like know like at my disposal. All I need to do is actually take the time to learn it and do it and make sacrifices and stop doing things like watching Netflix and stop doing things like sleeping in and getting up late just form a good morning routine start reading and i believe you can completely transform your life email would be a cool like cool guest to get on the podcast actually i was thinking about if you guys want him i'll hit him up and see if he wants to do one i was thinking about getting labumba on as well because that'll be jokes bella fernandez as well would be pretty cool anyone that you want to get on anyone that i'm friends with let me know and we'll try and make it happen we'll try and uh, go in a bit of a different direction and we can make these a little bit a little bit casual as well and tell some funny stories disruption reading books is so fucking important and even if you're not you're even if you're not a great reader it's something that you can improve on something you can get better with and you can become a sick reader through practice that is all it takes a few tips in terms of reading quickly is number one use a reading 
reading aid, use something that under, underlines the word you're reading. I like to use a bit of card. That way you, your, your eyes are only focusing on the line that's in question and you can just fly through stuff. Only look at the center two thirds of the page. Don't look at the outer outer bits. And that way your, your mind will fill in the gaps anyway. And if something doesn't make any sense, you can just kind of take the time to read both sides of the page. But more often than not, you'll find that you only need to read the center to make sense of the book. Uh, number three, is highlight, highlight key bits of information. Number four is read chapter summaries, or I like to listen to like watch YouTube videos on overviews of books before or during when I'm reading them, like a 10 minute overview on the book that I'm reading, just kind of find it like makes the information make a lot more sense if I'm reading fast. Number five is work out how many pages there are, work out how long you want to read the book in, and then set a minimum amount of pages. Number six is create a habit based around reading. Read at the same time every single day, make it a priority, make it one of the first things that you do, set an alarm for it, so I'm going to read two to three times a day at the minute, reading in the morning, reading in the afternoon. So I read immediately after I walk. I'm reading in the morning as well, in the afternoon at 12 o'clock when I've got an alarm set to kind of like realign myself and get back on that level of work when I find motivation fades. And the last point I was going to make is, oh, I completely forgot it. No social media. That was it. No social media. Your, your phones are the phones are designed to make you addicted. Apps that you use on your phone, Instagram, Facebook, they've invested millions, tens of millions, billions of dollars into research and making these things most like as addictive as psychologically possible. You don't want to look away. They're constantly spiking your dopamine. They want to keep you hooked. They want to keep you scrolling. And a book, some paper with some fucking black words on isn't going to stand a chance against that. It is not going to stand a chance. So I find that if I've been using social media, I really struggle to concentrate and put myself into a book. If I haven't used social media, it's fine. It's why I don't use social media in the morning and why I really try and cut down on it. Um, just because it, it, it makes your concentration shit and it, it takes you, it takes your energy and your focus away from other goals and other things. I like to use the analogies. It's like eating an apple. If you eat an apple, you buy like this nice fresh apple, you bite into it, it's sweet, it's delicious, it's like the best fruit. You're like, oh man, this is so good. And then you eat a bag of sweets or you might, if, if you have a bag of sweets first before you eat the apple, so you eat the sweets, then you eat the apple the apple's suddenly not going to taste quite so sweet. It's going to taste quite bitter. It's probably going to taste nothing, nowhere near as sweet or as good as these bag of sweets that you've just eaten. And that's something called the contrast effect. It's like they're, they're, they're two extremes. One thing, the sweets are so sweet that it makes the sweet apple seem less sweet because of this contrasting effect between the two. And it's the same thing with social media. You might be able to get all this information, all this knowledge and find this book really in interesting. But if you've been on this like, dopamine spiking Facebook app that's made to keep you addicted, it seems boring. You can't focus on it. You can't concentrate on it. It doesn't seem great. Again, contrast effect. Contrast effect, again, is meditation. Meditation. I like to meditate. And I find that meditating really, really has helped my reading and focus on things massively. And at the end of the day, you're just, you're just sat there meditating. You're just observing your thoughts. You're kind of, you're relaxing. You're being present. You're, you're just thinking about nothing. You're just in this like zen, zen chill state, observing your thoughts, letting them go by. But but quite frankly, you're just sat there doing nothing. And that again is going to create a contrast effect where after you've meditated, a book is going to be like really awe-inspiring and like thought-invoking and like get you into, you're going to be able to get into it a lot, lot easier than you would be if you hadn't. Don't think, do. Sometimes you just got to not think about things. Just do it 
full send, go balls deep, all in. One of the reoccurring themes, one of the things that I like to live my life by is you've always got to do things that scare you. You've always got to approach things that scare you. If something scares me, I have to do it because it scares you for a reason. It's kind of like an indicator that you should do this. You should address it. You should address this fear head on. And there are two types of people in this world. There are the people that shy away from fear, the people that repress it, the people that run away from it, and the people that are going to live in this life of fear. And there are the people that choose to approach it head on. Sure, it's going to damage your ego being being scared, being like crap at something, being like, I don't know, being, being a learner and everyone seeing you vulnerable because you're not very good at something, because you're scared, because you've got to break through this wall. But once you've broken through, it can become incredibly rewarding and incredibly great. So you've got to do the thing that scare you because that is the only way you're going to grow as a person and improve and get better. And that's why like, I like to do all these crazy things and what I like to do. Like One of the questions I got asked on my Instagram story or my about what should I do on the podcast was how do I not, how do I learn not to give a fuck? How do I learn not to care about the opinions of others? And the thing you've got to realize is that no one is just like, and people of the same mind, no one is just like super being that just doesn't give a shit. Sure, people sort sure some people have been raised and they're conditioned like to care less than others and some people like really care about everything and they're really nervous but you've got to realize that everything can be everything can be learned you know everything can be like deconditioned out of you we are at the end of the day we are we are creatures that are we are social creatures we are animals we are nothing more we're nothing less at the end of the day and we have this conditioning like deep in our brains to always be accepted to fit in because when you're in the herd when you're fitted in with the herd back in prehistoric times when you're when you're a fucking i don't know some like mammal mammal like de-evolved mammal creature living in like a herd of grass eating whatever the fuck we were, you can tell my evolutionary history isn't very good, um, we, we, we want to be accepted, because there is safety in numbers, it keeps us safe, um, being socially accepted means we have a, a greater chance of mating, it means that we, we're gonna be, like, more accepted in this, like, primitive, primitive society, and ultimately safer and more likely to reproduce, and go on to spread our offspring, like, pass on our genetic material to our offspring, but, it isn't, if we want to try something new, if we want to, in this day and age, in this society, if we want to be like a, a high performer or an outlier, you need to be able, willing to do and able to do things that other people aren't. You need to be willing to be judged. And that kind of conflicts of this like deep underlying thing that we have in our, in our minds ingrained into us where we don't want to, we don't want to stand that, we don't want to change. And that's, uh, that's why you've got to learn to approach fear and learn to learn not to run away from fear and to approach things head on. Okay, so I just accidentally deleted that part of the podcast, but as I was saying, you want to make people deliberately judge you. In order to get over things, you basically want to put yourself in these situations where people are going to judge you. At the end of the day, the only reason you feel so judged in a certain way, or the only reason you give so much of a fuck is because you're insecure about it and you're insecure about it. You worry about something. It's an insecurity because you judge yourself for this. You judge other people for this. So ask yourself this. Do you think someone that's really, really secure, someone that's like really happy with themselves, really outgoing, absolutely killing it in life. Do you think they look at someone and think, Oh, like what are they wearing? Or, Oh, that person's fucking ugly or whatever. Do you think they actively judge people and they're, they're in this like, like, like low vibrational state of being, being judgmental? And the answer is going to be no. Of course they fucking don't. On the other hand, let's let's get someone, if you're really insecure, if you're really worried or conscious of being judged, do you judge people yourself? Do you judge people on the street 
And do you do you look at them and do you judge them and do you think like negative things about them or question why they're doing certain things that don't involve you? The answer is probably going to be yes. And that's because we feel judged and we feel anxious and nervous about these things because the way that we feel our insecurities are a reflection of how we judge other people. And it's just like comes down to this like judgment or that we are putting on other people ourselves that ultimately comes back and makes us think that other people think the same way as us as well. And in reality, they probably don't give a fuck. And if they do, who gives a shit so the way you get over things in terms of like not giving a fuck and the way you get over these get over these um scary things these fearful events these this like this worry of judgment is by making yourself be judged number one like make people judge you put yourself in these situations i used to go out in nothing but a speedo and suspender i get naked and random like public places and make people judge me and make people think what i'm a bell end what a bell end i put myself in like my worst nightmare situation like if it's if it's people looking at me and people judging me i will make people look at me and i will make people judge me and when i'm in that situation i become acclimatized to it i become used to it and eventually i become so used used to it I just learn like not to give a fuck and it's second nature and it actually becomes really really enjoyable like owning that situation and knowing that you've got over it and number two is don't judge other people just realize that you're you're you live your own life who gives a fuck what, who gives a fuck what other people are doing like don't judge them it doesn't affect you it isn't hurting anyone else in any way and just like learn to let go of this of this feeling of judgment that is a little take and that is my freestyle podcast on don't think and just doing things approaching fear head on and like breaking through that wall and learning learning how not to give a fuck if you enjoyed it drop me a message on instagram drop me a dm i'll try and get back to as many as i possibly can but i get a lot i do try and reply to every single dm but i get a lot of dms so it's kind of difficult podcast number three completed it mate hope you enjoyed it drop me a follow on my socials if you already don't at most hours on instagram most hours on youtube and go and smash your fucking day, boys and girls. Peace out. I love you to bits. Thank you. Good night.